I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. One year ago today. We got into the operating room and they asked what music I like. And I said, like Taylor Swift or like Pop or something. And they go, we can play some T-Swift for you. And I was like, that is so nice. All the people were nice, and there's like 10 people with guys and everything. And this guy goes, what song you want? I said, any Taylor Swift song is a vibe. You know this. And then so he starts playing You Belong With Me. And then I was like, and then everyone was singing. And I was just like, that is so nice to me. <laughs> Who sings Taylor Swift and then cuts me open? That is just the like, most kindest thing that's ever happened to me. I am so happy. And they were so nice to me. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I, I get that because I. That 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 was me after I got my wisdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was all of us at one point in our lives, just crying because Taylor uh, Swift is a vibe, and you know that. And uh, they were so nice to her playing Taylor. It was, it was cutting oh, her open. Man. It it was wanting. Uh, it was John. I wanted to see our friend John, and I was like, Mom. Call John. Oh Can you call John? I want to see John. <laughs> my mom was like, uh, "John uh, Taylor really wants to talk to you. He's really he's on a lot of drugs." It's I I love it because it's like those videos. I mean, we've all seen variations of that. The kid in the backseat after the dentist who's like freaking tripping out. Like those, <laughs> right. like people fucked up on whatever. I think that's an NFT now. Whatever the drug is, um, <laughs> it's so, they never get old. I love those videos, but the the Taylor Swift one that was like a new spin. For sure, it's it's funny though because I wait is she on drugs though? Because she <laughs> yeah, says yeah she so. says for <laughs> sure. yeah she yeah. says she says I was yeah. cut open a year ago and the way that she talks no, about it no, I no, mean no, no. yes it, yes it does look like she she's high for sure but also like it is it's just such such you like raise an, an interesting point no, no, the of, one year of, ago today of, thing was i'm just saying the vi- <laughs> the video is from a year ago i think that's what the, they were trying to establish there uh, yeah yeah uh, the, the video itself uh, was from a year right. ago she didn't say anyway, that that I, was a caption the, 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 right? i mean the reason why i say that though is because like you you guys also know what it feels like to be like so happy or grateful yeah. or like emotionally just like thankful for an experience that you're just like, I don't know how to uh, yeah. be a human right now. I just, I'm so happy. Yeah. And I like, that's what that video made me think of. And when I sent it to you guys, it was obviously like, Brian, I want you to, it speak made my to me day when I saw it <laughs> way more often, yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> I totally will. I love you guys oh, so much. Oh, um, <clears throat> speaking of things that make, it, make us happy. Um, I want to talk about dogs for a minute. So, uh, you know, I know it's no secret that, oh, uh, yeah, me too. That's a great <laughs> podcast. We love dogs. We sure do love dogs. Um, and in fact, 
I, I should have prepped it. I, I have a photo of my new puppy that I don't have prepped for this. Uh, I'll, I'll bring it next week, but uh, I'm picking up a new dog in less than a month. His name is Donut. I'm f- so fucking excited. Um, and on the podcast, we talk about dogs uh, a lot, especially this year, like since the pandemic, dogs have come up um, quite a bit. Uh, namely, one thing that that I'm, I was reminded of was how we were talking about how dogs are now being used in certain countries to uh, to test people for COVID, to detect COVID at airports and stuff like that. Um, but they can smell can we didn't we talk about one time when they they're smelling cancer? They smell cancer. I mean, yeah. they, they really do have really great noses. However, this article from the New York Times, a little bit freaky. Um, so so to prep us for what is about to come. I want to play a little clip from one of my favorite movies of all times, Isle of Dogs. 100% test positive for the dog flu germ. Symptoms, weight loss, dizziness, narcolepsy, insomnia, and extreme aggressive behavior. Three quarters display signs of early onset snout fever. High temperature, low blood pressure, acute moodiness, and spasmodic nasal expiration. Okay, so <laughs> that was all about dog flu. Now, what I'm about to talk about is not quite as um, entertaining and cute and fun and whimsical as dog flu as it was just shown there in Wes Anderson's film, Isle of Dogs. What I'm about to this talk is about make me cry. is a New York Times article titled, The Latest Coronavirus <laughs> Comes from Dogs. Ichiwawa karama. Uh, like the one Let's, we are currently experiencing. Nope. Or nope. Uh, like the new, that like came from the new next, that's from a lab. The next pandemic. Uh, a new <laughs> next. A new potential next pandemic. Uh, a newly uh, identified coronavirus may not pose a serious threat, but the finding highlights the need to monitor animal viruses more proactively. Scientists say. So this is from a- uh, Emily Anthes uh, from the New York Times. Uh, this uh, past couple of weeks ago, uh, scientists have discovered a new canine coronavirus in a child who was hospitalized with pneumonia in Malaysia in 2018. If the virus is confirmed to be a human pathogen, it would be the eighth coronavirus and the first canine coronavirus known to cause disease in humans. It is not clear whether this specific virus poses a threat to humans. The researchers stress The study does not prove that the pneumonia was caused by the virus, which may not be capable of spreading between people. But the finding, which was published on Thursday in the Journal of Clinical Infectious Diseases, highlights the need to more proactively search for viruses that could jump from animals into humans, the the scientist said. Quote, this uh, this sounds this sounds really important, but I'm I'm curious because you did mention right off the top chair that this was from 28. So they just published the study. On Thursday, but the 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 kid had this virus in 2018, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so, so we're good. Then. Like it. Yeah. So like it's all good. Like, <laughs> it's all good. Moving on so, to the next but, piece but, here. Uh, you know, we are so, going to now talk so, about but kind of, kind of. No, not like no. Yes, no. That's yes, not we the have point. to study that's it, but like point. kind of. Like no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not the point. The point is so so. Quote. They they go on to say quote. I think the key message here is that these things are probably happening all over the world where people come in contact with animals, especially intense contact, and we're just not picking them up, said Dr. Gregory Gray, an infectious disease epidemiologist at Duke University, who is one of the study's authors. 
quote, we should be looking for these things. If we can catch them early and find out that these viruses are successful in the human host, then we can mitigate them before they become a pandemic virus. So mm-hmm. seven coronaviruses are currently known to infect humans, just seven. Uh, in addition to SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus that we are all currently hiding from, uh, there are coronaviruses that call, cause SARS, MERS, and also the common cold. Many of these viruses are believed to have originated in bats or pangolins or potentially labs. Uh, we, it's the, the jury is still out on that. Uh, but, but they can... The jury is still out. The, they, the, they can, but they can jump from bats to humans, either directly or after a stopover from another animal host. And so scientists have known for decades that, that coronaviruses <laughs> can cause disease in dogs. But until now, there has been zero evidence that canine coronaviruses can infect people. So that, in this study, they're, they're, they're realizing that actually may not be the case. Um, well, that, but that's like what happened in Denmark when um, they found the coronavirus in the mink. Right. Um, and, and then they called the whole mm. mink population. So like what, so I guess, should we just kill all the bats? Like, is that the real problem here? Like, should we just, no. should we just <clears throat> no, no, set no, up no, bat, no, bat no, traps no, and kill no, them no. all? We, well, we, we should, we, we need should to kill do it and dogs. see what, see what we else gotta, happens. We got to kill all the dogs. <laughs> the reason why I brought up that clip from Isle of Dogs, is we got to do what they did in that movie, which is create an Island, take all of our fluffy little pets, put them on that Island and just let them die out. It's as, it's, Dude, it's that's as where I'm going to it's live. A, it is as simple. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I agree, but I will volunteer to be the dog, the, the dog guard. The dog father. The guard dog. dog. Father. The guard dog? Uh, scientists, Guarding the dog? Scientists still there cannot no be... Dog. Scientists still cannot be certain whether it was a dog that transmitted the new virus to the patient. It likely was a dog, Dr. Gray said, but another intermediate animal host, including a cat, may have been responsible. So again, there oh, is fuck. no evidence that dogs transmit SARS-CoV-2 to humans, although both cats and dogs can contract COVID. Uh, the new research began last spring after the pandemic hit when Dr. Gray asked uh, Li Shan Zhu, a doctoral student, to develop a screening tool that could help them detect all kinds of coronaviruses, not just the ones that scientists already know about. They mm. use the technique. Uh, it's basically the variation of a gold standard PCR test that's commonly used to diagnose COVID to analyze some old patient specimens. Um, so, you know, the, the nasopharyngeal swab uh, they took swabs from 301 people that had been hospitalized with pneumonia in this place in Malaysia in 2017 and 18. And in the, in eight of the specimens, they detected what seemed like a novel coronavirus. So a new coronavirus that we're not familiar with, similar to those known to infect dogs. So they found this coronavirus that they, that we don't know much about, um, in these samples that they got from humans from Malaysia and it turns out that eight of those specimens that they sampled, eight of the specimens within the samples were linked to a coronavirus that is known to infect dogs. Um, Does that feel like a lot to you guys? Like out of 301 people that they tested, eight, <clears throat> potentially eight. Does. Uh, it does seem like, it does seem like a pretty, yeah, it's a, that's a pretty significant number, I would say. Yeah. But do we know how yeah. bad I guess the like virus ha- is, like, once you contract it? Because maybe it's something that you don't even notice, yeah. you know? Well, it seems yeah, like, it, I, w- I mean, these people obviously got tested, so they went somewhere because they had symptoms and their specimens were saved, so they were at least sick 
or presenting some type of symptoms. Yeah. But I guess like the pros and uh, like the there's a good way to look at this and a bad way to look at it. The good way is is that I mean if if one of these coronaviruses were going to spread and cause a global pandemic, we would have already known by now, and they haven't. Yeah, but yet the bad way is that <laughs> they haven't they, yet. It could yes, right and exactly. Like they, this yeah. is a good thing that they're they're testing people to see if yeah to catch these things early. I guess. Yeah. So they yeah. they go well. On. The ones that are known are not going to are not going to do that because they would have already just the same way. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. It only it only it took it took like three months for COVID to be in every country in the world. And exactly. You know, yeah. That's but th- because we just because of the nature of human travel and the way that we the way that we cross borders. I'd be curious to know how and this would be a good question for um um I'm I'm blanking on his name right now, the researcher we spoke to from Harvard. Um, Dr. Bruce Setter. And yes, Bruce Setter. Um yeah, he had a great sense of humor. Um I would be really curious to know, and he'd probably be the one to ask, how how like set up we are by obviously the pandemic made us rush into like stop everything in science, work on a vaccine, get a vaccine, immunize the global population as fast as possible. I wonder how set up that vaccine makes us and the technology that's behind it. How set up we are for the next, the next, yeah, right, thing the next that wave. will inevitably come. Mm. And like, is it enough and how, and, and what is going on behind Mm. the curtain, the governmental curtain that we're not privy to that governments are doing to make sure that this doesn't happen again, because governments are after this fucking fiasco sure are invested in this, not or, or what's going on behind the curtain to ensure that it does happen again. I watched a movie called (laughs) Plandemic the other day. (laughs) And zeitgeist. <laughs> Zeit, it's the zeitgeist. But you know what? If we have another like global pandemic, but it's caused by a dog, I would say worth it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because he's a good boy. Yeah. He's, he's, a, good, he's a good boy. <laughs> um, but so, but the, another thing. The to, other to thing, consider- though, is is that like you know, it's kind of cynical way to look at it is that is that a lot of countries had a lot of time to plan their response to the COVID nineteen pandemic, and even with time on their side in the early on days, they still didn't take action. Right. Yeah. So yeah, but, but like, but they yeah, would sure have no idea in place to- the ramifications. So in hindsight, knowing how much destruction it caused human life right. and yeah. economically, I totally, yeah. I agree with you. I think, I think a lot of rational people think that way, but there's a lot of people who still think that it's not an issue. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's that right. they were a lot of people still- who still think that, Oh yeah, sorry. The lockdown is a joke, and that you shouldn't be doing that, and things like that. So, anyway, yeah, I I agree that we're in a we're probably in a far better place than we were. Yeah, yeah. but I think a lot of people still need it to come yeah. a, a pretty far way too. And I think Another that th- they were warned of the ramifications, but they were warned of the ramifications by scientists, and they just didn't listen or think yeah. it would happen. You know, sure. I think that was more the issue. Uh, another uh, thing to keep in mind here: these specimens were primarily from children who lived in settings or areas in which contact with domestic and wild animals was common. Um, But at first, Dr. Gray said he and his colleagues thought that they had made a mistake. Uh, He was quoted saying, if we examine 300 patients and eight of them show canine coronavirus that we had never seen before, you go, this must be a contaminant. This must be, this can't be true, he said. Scientists Mm -hmm. detected a new canine coronavirus in a pneumonia patient hospitalized in Malaysia in 2018. It appeared to be a combination of two known canine, <clears throat> two known canine coronaviruses, and to contain fragments 
of both a cat coronavirus and a pig coronavirus. I'm just picturing this kid. What is this kid up to? Like, what is this kid up to on a daily basis? Just like, just nuzzling cats, letting dogs <laughs> lick the inside of their mouth, like hanging out with the pigs. It's old the McDonald's pen. boy. Old McDonald's <clears throat> yeah, kid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I hear there's a lot of McDonald's in in Malaysia. Like, a, like it's an odd, an odd, an oddly sized population of. McDonald's. Or his dad worked in an experimental lab. Yeah. Well, well. Again, we gotta. <laughs> right. Yeah. We don't Gain know enough. function research. We, yeah. We don't know enough about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but in the meantime, they go on to say there's. No need to fear the family pet, Dr. Ladinsky said. Quote, humans and dogs have been together for a long time, he said. <clears throat> We've probably been exchanging these viruses. They just weren't recognized. So that's the other that's the other thing, is like we've had yeah. such a close relationship to these animals and they can they can carry coronaviruses. We can contract coronaviruses. We didn't I mean, up to this point, we're unsure if it it if it is something that can be contracted from a dog, but we you know. Who fucking knows? I maybe I got a cold one day and and went through that cold and had no idea that I actually got it from Bigby. You know? Yeah. Right. We don't know. It, yet. It's like you, I, you know that quote that we attribute to Bridie all the time that uh, <clears throat> um, came from somebody else. Love is the uh, grief. Grief is the grief cost. is the, the price you pay mm -hmm. for love. Yeah. Um, I think of that in the, the sense that that like if if I. That, that makes sense. That's true in the sense that if I got sick with a coronavirus from a dog and it was going to kill me, the grief of me grieving the end of my life is the price that I pay for loving that dog. And I'm okay with it. I think this is a perfect segue into reminding people how special dogs are with this little video right here. It's a series. If you're just listening uh, and you want to watch this over on YouTube, check out Sick Boy on YouTube. You can see puppies having fun with babies. Uh, yes. I mean, it doesn't oh get my cuter God. than this, guys. Oh, my God. Stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's eating him. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. He's eating him. Holy shit. Actually, this one's, this one's my favorite. Here's the thing. That's, that's dangerous. Yes. Here's, that's dangerous. Here's the thing about this video. Uh, this <laughs> this guy here with the infant, uh, moments after this was taken, he grabbed that baby by the foot and just shook her. Just, just shook her. <laughs> uh, but I, that but was I, the one that no. was eating him. Yeah. I left that part out. Uh, I didn't think that would be worth worth watching. Um, yeah. So yeah, dog. You know, uh, uh, I it, when I read that article, it made me wonder. Like, Tay, do you let? Do you let? I didn't. I didn't let Bigby do this. I, I was. I didn't like. I don't like this. And when I see people doing it with their dogs, I don't like it. But do you let Loki? <laughs> I'm lick curious. Your in like your mouth and the inside of your mouth. Inside my mouth, or like, or, or like on your mouth. I mean, if he's licking on your mouth, it's getting inside your mouth. So let's be Definitely. honest. Here. I mean, yeah. I mean, I let him. Like I'll let him lick my like my cheeks. I don't not do you really let him anymore. lick your, when he was a puppy. I did. You let him lick your 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 tongue and like your the inside of your like the inside of your mouth and your throat and stuff. You know what I like to do? I like to go over to the fridge <laughs> no, 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 and get no, a big no. old tub of no, peanut no, no. butter. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Brian, Brian, do you, uh, like do you let dogs lick your face, I, lick I, your mouth? I think it's. I think. I think the mouth is disgusting. Like when I see people having the dog lick yeah. lick their lips, I think it's nasty. Yeah. And if yeah, and yeah, I yeah. I was watching uh, my brother's dog Finn today, and and uh, like every time I take her for a walk, I just go inside and sit with her on the couch for like twenty minutes, yeah. and and uh, she try to lick your mouth, and she licks my hands like not incessantly. Yeah. 
and uh, and she tries to lick my face, and I don't mind like if she gets the odd lick on my cheek, but if dude, if her tongue comes anywhere near my mouth, like it makes me want to throw up. I feel like it's like, this is nasty. the key. This is the, this is the key right here. Where you go like this. Where you go. <clears throat> yeah, chin. Give it. Yeah. Give it the neck. Yeah. Lauren, do you, you let dogs? Chin. Do you let dogs lick your mouth? No, but I fuck my cat. <laughs> 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 oh fuck! Um, well, folks, uh, let us know in the comments. Look at him. Yeah, 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 he's a Tucker. He's Tucker. Oh my god, he's so tired. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, oh, is he smoking a cigarette? Uh, yeah. <laughs> folks, uh, let us know in the comments. Do you let your dog lick the inside of your mouth? You can uh, leave a comment right below there. And again, if you're not watching on YouTube, get your life. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's move right along here. Uh, can you guys tell me what this is? Oh, those are some PRJs. Wee! Some PRJs, baby. <laughs> some pre-rolled joints. Uh, and this is interesting. I really, really love this article. Uh, again, another one from the New York Times. This one is by Jesus Jimenez. I'm pretty sure it's Jesus, but I, you got to go with Jesus. I, I got to say, uh, our friend and past Sick Boy guest, Andrew Cho, uh, sent us some, uh, some product from his uh, new, I'm going to call it his weed paraphernalia company uh, called it. Positive State. He sent uh, some stash tubes and some papers and uh, weed bags. They're really, really, really nice. Nice. Grab yeah, them. grab them. Show, show them. Show them to the audience. Uh, while Bry's grabbing that, um, nice. uh, this is uh, from the New really York Times. Sweet branding. Washington State allows for free marijuana joints with COVID nineteen vaccine uh, as a part of a strategy to vaccinate more of its population. Washington State will allow adults to claim a free marijuana joint when they receive a COVID nineteen vaccination shot. The state's Liquor and Cannabis Board announced on Monday that the promotion called Joints for Jabs was effective immediately <laughs> and would run through July 12th. Uh, the board said it is would... Is that real? Yeah, this is, this is actually legit. This is real? Yeah, yeah, this is a real thing. Uh, the board said Dude, it would Ohio allow, is doing a lottery. <clears throat> yeah, I heard that. Someone already won a million dollars. Somebody won a million dollars last yeah. week. Yeah, so, yeah. so the, these kinds of uh, initiatives are happening all around. There was one here that, uh, that was happening in Halifax at Good Robot. So Good Robot, I, I, I don't know if it's still going on, but up to a certain point, they were or are offering a free pint if you, uh, if you come in with proof that you've gotten your vaccine. Um, and boy, oh boy, when they made that announcement, the comment section was hilarious. Uh, people oh, yeah. were <laughs> up in fucking arms. People, people literally commenting like, this is a violation of my my rights, like my rights and freedoms. <laughs> um, the board in in Washington said it would allow participating marijuana retailers to provide customers who are 21 or older with a pre-roll joint at their stores when they receive their first or second dose at an active vaccine clinic. 
The promotion applies only to joints, not to other products like edibles. So far in Washington, 58% of people have received at least one dose. So that's 58% eligible to grab a free joint. And 49% are fully vaccinated, according to a New York Times database. (laughs) Is this sad? Is is it sad? Super that like super sad. I I think that this I think that this is it, it, I think it's great that, I don't, I that don't people are taking sad. the initiative to do this. I don't think it's but, sad. But listen, I think, like I think okay, so so you think it's sad? So, that, hold on, what, Tay. Hold on, but Tay. Listen, you but think listen, it's sad I, I, that well, they are inc- intro? I mean, I get why you think it's sad that because there's there's a bunch of people that are like I don't want to get my vaccine, but mm-hmm. it, but regardless of aside from that point. I think it's cool oh, that they're like, it's fun. I, think, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a fun, cool thing that it's, it's cool that people are that, that there's like this nice add on, but the fact that somebody would, that there are people out there that would decide to only get vaccinated if they got a free joint when there's already like the point of getting vaccinated is like saving people from dying, but you need yeah. to get one free pre-rolled yeah. joint yeah. to actually get the, you to go the, and get well, it. The, maybe that, this that's, is like that's a, sad. Maybe this is a strategy. Maybe maybe they did some studies and they found that the people in their community that are the most vaccine hesitant smoke joints. Maybe it's actually a smart yeah. thing. Oh. I don't know. Maybe, like how yeah. in Ohio, maybe they found that the most vaccine hesitant people were the people that also played the lotter- played the lottery. Yeah, we don't we're, know. We're, yeah, gam- right. we're just ga- gamblers. I, yeah. I just uh, find <laughs> that like I that and this goes back to a conversation that Jared and I were having the other day about like simultaneously like understanding that people are hesitant and for good reason, like it's new, it's, it's, it happened fast and all that stuff. And that's, and to ask questions, but like the answers to your questions are there, like they, they're yeah. available. And, and it's like, there has been a problem that has, ne- that has never affected our planet so aggressively and egregiously over the past year. And we found the solution for it. Mm. And, and, and it's like, you, you need, you need to be fucking coddled with a joint or a lottery ticket or a savings bond or a fucking Nacho Libre. Yeah. Like get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Dude. I, 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 it it pisses me that, off. that I understand that I get, yeah, but yeah, the thing, the thing that, that I, state. The, like I, the thing that good robot was doing, like I didn't, I didn't see that as like a, to me, I, I looked at that as like, hey, that's a really smart marketing plan. You know, like no, no, it's no, a no. thank I, you. I, it's from, a thank from you a, for from being a business a good standpoint. <laughs> from a business standpoint, I totally get yeah. it for an individual business. It's when the government yeah. has to step in and go, I know hey, we'll saying. give you this thing. I, I know what you mean. Because yeah. like we need to keep yeah. up we need to keep up the interest in the vaccine from a yeah. from a state level or a provincial level because it's you know interest is dwindling and we haven't hit that seventy yeah. percent mark or whatever the right. the herd right. but, immunity but, part is. And but I'm also not I'm also not saying like don't do that. I think that it I think those campaigns should happen because yeah, the sad part of reality is that there there are people who will get vaccinated because of that thing. Who otherwise can you wouldn't? Imagine, can you so, imagine me like I wasn't so going to get vaccinated, sad, but they are getting that's a free joint. So maybe I, maybe I will. Maybe I'll go get Definitely one. Definitely, so there's hundreds of people. Yeah. Well, it's uh, since yeah. the U.S. pace of vaccination began to decline sharply in mid-April, uh, states and cities have started promotions like this: free free beer in New Jersey, uh, a raffle to win a full ride col- college scholarship in New York and Ohio. Um, and several states have held lotteries, like you would just say, t- said, Tay, awarding cash prizes of $1 million or more. That's, that's fucking wild. And also, 
Probably pretty good odds. Probably, probably pretty de- decent odds <laughs> compared to like your regular lottery. Compared to a regular lottery, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're probably right. Um, Andy Slavitt, a White House virus advisor, has said the Bi- Biden administration was encouraging states to be creative, including through lotteries and other financial incentives to get people vaccinated. The federal government is allowing states to use certain federal relief funds to pay for those types of programs, which is also pretty, pretty fucking interesting. I it, is I don't. A, I, are there any like have is there anything like that happening in Canada? I haven't heard of anything like that. And Good Robots, the like a local brewery here that was doing it. You know, if you came through their doors. But have you guys heard of anything else like that, like here in Canada? Mm, I haven't heard of it. I don't, and I don't think that the the, the federal government's not do, definitely not doing anything. I didn't <laughs> I even get a sticker. Like, I, I feel like, like I might have heard. I got a I got a shitty band and that was it. Yeah, I mean, like Kyla and I were having a conversation the, the other day about it had something to do with um, um, something to do with like maybe it was hospitals or clinics, something in the healthcare space being like have being mandatory to get vaccines or like something being it being mandatory yep. from the employer. And, and I was kind of talking about how like, you know, that just like, you know, at, at the same time as I, as I think that that would probably be good, there's like that conflicts so heavily with things that we are, that are so near and dear to our hearts as, you know, North Americans um, and particularly in the States with like very, with, with like a very strong sense of individual rights and freedoms, um, as opposed to, as opposed to a country like, um, like, like Russia or China, which is like very state oriented and, and has, you know, a communist past and histories where, you know, like what the state says is what the people do. And like, and so there, there is this, like, it's like the thing that, the thing that makes Western culture so great in terms of like individualism and, and the freedoms that, that come with that are, is also part of the way that this, this COVID shit has has been so horrible Mm. because you get, cause, cause every, there is no consensus on the opinion of what should be done or, and what's good. Yeah. It's all over the helpful for the community. It's mm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then you got like, you know, places like Europe who seem to sit like somewhere right in the middle where they're like, you know, like individual, but also like, Hey, it's pretty fucking obvious that this is what we should do. So we're yeah. all going to do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I think it's uh I think it's, I mean, I, I, I get the whole point of like how you see it sad, but I also, uh, it's, it makes me smile. Like, like the thought of a bunch of, uh, a bunch of, Mexican wrestlers just like just screaming in the face of old folks uh, as they get their vaccine just to just to hype it up and make it a little more engaging and a little There's more fun. Some, I mean, that was the best one. That is that's the, that's the fucking best one. I was going to yeah. say, don't get me wrong. I like I would have been it would have been a pleasant surprise if I was given a free pre-roll joint when I got my yeah, vaccination. Yeah. Totally I wouldn't have been amazing. mad about yeah. it, but um, uh, do you guys want to? Uh, you guys want to rock into what the health? This is a uh, this sh- this shit. You guys thought last week's Talk what the health me. was crazy. This might be wilder. Okay, this is a constant. This is a constant one upping. I gotta. I just gotta this one up. I, I gotta one up myself every week now. So uh, this is this week's edition of what the health. That was like a, a seven out of ten, Jer. Yeah, I could have. You really set more. the bar really high. Yeah. 
last week. So, um, do you guys know a guy named Anatoly <laughs> Bergowski? Yeah, he's Bergowski. my friend. Oh, well, I'm very <laughs> sorry that so. your friend went through what he did. Um, and I hope he's okay. Uh, Anatoly Petrovich Begor- Begorsky, uh, Russian man, <laughs> was born on the 25th of June, 1942. He is a retired Russian particle physicist, and he is known for surviving an accident in 1978 that is going to blow your fucking minds. So do you guys know what a particle accelerator is? Did he use the Hadron Collider to send a particle around the world and then like forward from his face all the way around the world and then into his rectum? Wow. You're not that wrong. Uh, So a particle (laughs) accelerator for folks who don't know is uh, there's there's several of them across the world, but essentially they're, they are these massive, 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 massive machines that, um, and I mean massive as in like like miles upon miles of of length of track, and it's and it's high, high, high tech. Um, and they, Do they are, look like big donuts. They look like giant racetracks. They look like like eight figure eight racetracks, but like like you know over the span of like several miles. So there's there's a number of them in the world. Uh, the the most popular one or the most well known one is probably CERN, uh, which is the 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 uh, large hydron collider, um, in operated by the company CERN in in Switzerland. Um, basically, the idea of a particle accelerator is that <clears throat> it's used in in physics to to conduct experiments. And so these experiments, what they're doing is they're taking particles like uh, photons. And they're putting them into this like giant racetrack, this giant machine. And this machine takes the, the photon and it's, and it's spinning it around in this like centrifuge that builds up the speed and builds up speed to, to, to it, it's built up to a speed, pretty much the speed of light. Not quite, but it's like just shy of the speed of light. So we're talking a particle moving extraordinarily fast. And so they have two of these things in this machine and they're fucking spinning, going at the speed of light, each of them. And then they slam them into one another and it creates, literally it creates like a, a, a miniature big bang. It, it's, it, there's, there's fears that it could potentially create a black hole. Like it, it's, it is doing things in, in terms of physics that is just like hard to wrap your fucking head around. But the, the main point here is that it is taking particles and blasting them at high, high speeds. And when I say high, high speeds, I mean the speed of light. Okay, the fastest speed possible in physics in our universe, as far as we know. So this guy, Anatoly, was a particle physicist who worked at a particle accelerator in Russia. And in 1978... He was slammed in the face by a particle going what? near the speed of light. <clears throat> Wouldn't he just turn into dust? Wouldn't that be like Wait, a one particle on his body? All right, let's. Let, this is this will be fun. What do you Wait, guys think? Ha- one. Let's let's say that one particle went through his face. What do you think happened to him? I I bet it went in in the smallest hole ever, like a pinhole, because it Smaller it would enter at such a speed. 
Like, yeah, smaller than a pinhole, but I bet it blew the back of his fucking head wide open, like a, like a exit wound <laughs> on a gunshot. Okay. Jay, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I probably would have, um, pictured the same thing, except I, I would have, I would have pictured it exiting at the same time or the story in the same way as it entered because of the speed that it's moving at. And... Um, and producing no blood because it would simultaneously, so that particle is so hot moving at that speed that it would simultaneously cauterize the entire wound as it moved through his body. This is very Marvel. <clears throat> I love it. Uh, Lauren, what do you think happened to this poor fella? Um, I think that whatever happened, if he's still alive, it would have had to have just missed like the key parts of his brain that he needs to live like in, in the brainstem so that if it did uh, impact his brain, it would have maybe been like towards the front where the more, uh, the newer parts of our brain are that are less essential to our, our basic functioning. That's my right. guess. Well, so as a researcher at the Institute for high energy physics in Prot Protvino, Russia, Bogorsky worked with the largest particle accel accelerator in the Soviet union, the U 70 synchrotron. That's a name. Uh, I thought it was called the Sputnik. Um, on I on it was July, the Chernobyl. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. This is very Chernobyl-esque. I gotta say. Can I change my Zing. answer? I think it went in through his mouth and then just came straight out his butthole. Dude, you nailed it. <laughs> uh, on July thirteenth, nineteen seventy-eight, uh, Bergorsky was checking a malfunctioning piece of equipment when the safety mechanisms failed. Bogorsky was leaning over the equipment when he stuck his head in the path of the 76 GeV proton beam. So he, he stuck his face in the path of a proton traveling the speed of light. Reportedly, he saw a flash, quote, brighter than a thousand suns, but didn't feel any pain. The beam passed <laughs> through the back of his head, the occipital and temporal lobes of his brain, the left middle ear, and out through the left side of his nose. He received a dose of 200,000 to 300,000 rotengens. So uh, I think I pronounced that right, but like rotengens are like, um, is like a measurement of radioactivity. <clears throat> now, I said 200 to 300,000. Uh, typically, it only takes uh, a, a dose of uh, rotengens in the hundreds to be fatal. He got 300,000. Blasted through the back of his fucking head and out under his eye. Bergorsky understood the severity of what had happened, but continued working, working on the malfunctioning equipment and initially opted not to tell anyone what had happened. Again, very Chernobyl-esque. If you didn't watch that movie Whoa, or that super. show, it's all about like Wait. keeping secrets because if you do wrong... And it gets in the and and the wrong people find out. It's all going to come back on you, and it's this oh, huge it, fucking thing. Oh, because it's right? just light particles, so, right? Okay, that makes sense now. That makes sense. So to like, me it now. didn't do any. It didn't do any physical damage. It just went through him, and immediately he was like, "Oh, well, check oh, out this photo bad. of Mister uh, Bogorski right here." So it went through the back of his skull. You can see here uh, where he's <laughs> where he's lost a oh, big wow. patch oh, of hair. Shit. And then it shot out right underneath the right beside his nose, went through his brain, through his nasal cavity, it's a fucking laser, like a fucking laser. Um, <clears throat> so the aftermath of what happened, the left half of Bogorsky's face swelled up beyond recognition. And over the next several days, the skin started to peel 
revealing the path of the proton beam moving near the speed of light, had burned through parts of his face, his bone, and the brain tissue underneath. As it was believed he had received far in excess of a fatal dose of radiation, Bogorsky was taken to a clinic in Moscow where the doctors could observe his expected demise. However, Bogorsky survived, completed his PhD, and continued working as a particle physicist. There was, what? there was virtually no damage to his intellectual capacity, but the fatigue of mental work increased markedly. Bogorsky complete, completely lost hearing in the left ear, replaced by a form of tinnitus. So he just heard ringing in that ear. That's not that much of a surprise. The left half of his face was paralyzed due to the destruction of the nerves. He was able to function well, except for occasional complex partial seizures and rare tonic-clonic seizures. He Whoa. continued to work as a physicist at the Institute for High Energy Physics and held uh, the post of coordinator of physics experiments. Because of the Soviet <laughs> Union's policy of maintaining secrecy on nuclear power-related issues, Bogorsky did not speak publicly about the accident for over a decade. He continued going to the Moscow Radiation Whoa. Clinic twice a year for examinations to meet with other nuclear accident victims. He was described as, quote, a poster boy for Soviet and Russia radiation medicine. Dude, that's that. That is crazy. Like he couldn't speak public publicly about it for ten years. But I'm imagining. So imagine him. You know, a few years later, down at the uh, the the particle accelerator, and he's standing next to exactly where he had like dipped his head in and got blasted by the the beam. And he's sitting there with like a a younger student, and he's like, "Yep, you know." I don't know how this fucking skin all peeled off my head and this laser beam came. That would be like the equivalent of 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 like a a like a cow a rodeo bull rider being next to a bullpen with a huge hoof mark like stomped onto his yeah, arm or shoulder, right, right, being like, yeah. "Yep, it definitely wasn't a bull that fucking yeah. bucked me but off I and think, stepped on me." I think what it I think what it means by not speak publicly is like is in the same way that because this is very Chernobyl, this is extremely Chernobyl esque. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. like everybody like within the Soviet Union, people knew what happened at Chernobyl, but mm-hmm. it just like wasn't it was kept under wraps from a right. fed, like from a from like a, a a state level and not not told to the world. So like he wouldn't be allowed to go and say that to you know, news organizations or reveal it yeah. to yeah, you know, exactly. international international right. news. Uh, yeah. The, so the interesting thing about this is, uh, I mean, it's interesting that he survived and interesting that uh, he literally saw the light of a thousand suns as a pro- photon blasted through his fucking skull. But uh, another... And kept his eyesight. And kept his eyesight. Kept his yeah. eyesight. Like, look at this photo. How did that not... Ex- like, how did his <laughs> eye not just go... Just melt? You know, like, that's fucking wild. But here's something even more wild. So in doing some research on this story, I came to find out that there is a form of therapy that is used in treating certain cancers called particle therapy. I don't think particle therapy ever came up. And if it did on the show, then uh, we didn't, I, I guess we didn't unpack it enough to figure out what exactly was going on. But particle therapy is a form of external beam radiotherapy using beams of energetic neutrons, protons, or other heavier positive ions for cancer treatment. So basically, particle therapy is exactly, not exactly, a little bit different, but pretty much on the same path as what happened to our friend Anatoly here. It is a form of therapy where they take particles, they put put them into this little tiny accelerator, 
And then they lay the patient down in front of the fucking gun and they set it to a speed so that it doesn't obviously go in one side and blast out the other side of your skull. But let's say the tumor's in your brain. They set it to a speed in the, in the accelerator so that it shoots through the skull into the brain, into the tumor, and that's exactly where it ends. That's as fast as it goes. And then it takes care of the tumor by, you know, doing what Dude, it did to fucking Anatoly's whole inside. That we can do that <clears throat> is totally fucking insane. Right? Is, and you isn't know what? That, isn't it's that probably radiation? because of him. I don't think isn't it, that radiate radiation treatment I, though. You know what, Brian? I don't know. I I think I I don't I think particle therapy is Let's different is different from radiation therapy. Like I think they're two set. Like it, maybe it's a, a type of radiation therapy. Um, let's see difference between radiation therapy and particle therapy. I mean, I think it it is radiation. Yeah, but I don't know if it's so. Traditional we, radiation delivers X rays or beams of photons to the tumor and beyond it. This can damage nearby healthy tissue and can cause significant side effects. By contrast, proton therapy delivers a beam of proton particles that stop that the stops tumor. at yeah. the tumor. So again, if you so look at this photo, to damage nearby healthy tissue. Um, if you look at this photo, you can see that it's like. This is very direct, right? This is like, this is going into a very direct, very specific place. It's not going anywhere else. It's stopping right there at the tumor. Whereas like, it seems like radiation therapy is, is a little bit more broad. And so like, kind of just like, mm -hmm. just fucking blanketing the body or blanketing a certain part of the body. Louise. Yeah, take that, Louise. Keep, keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, isn't that fucking, isn't that a wild wow. story though? And Anatoly. Borgowski. Now, in that is that is totally bonkers. I know. Now, in in researching this story, it reminded me, and I'll make note here to bring this up next week for what the hell. But it reminded me of the most radiated man on the planet, and that will be next week's what the hell segment. And that is that. Buckle up and get ready to feel really gross for your next Friday. Feel good Friday because it is a okay. it's a horrible story. Uh, cool. Ah, well, this has been fun, folks. Uh, so glad to have all of you with us every single week. We fucking love you. We love you and your dogs, uh, but just don't let them lick the inside of your mouths. And, uh, and nope. hey, listen, thanks for listening wherever you're listening from. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the CBC Listen app, that's great. You use your ears and you got uh, just about half of what you could have received if you watched over on YouTube. Go to YouTube, check out Sick Boy, hit the subscribe button. Uh, the bell icon so you know when we're up. And uh, we really appreciate all of you there. And please leave a comment below. Let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know if you let dogs lick the inside of your mouth. Let us know if you, uh, if how, what you would have thought uh, our friend there yep. would have mm -hmm. happened yep. if uh, a, mm -hmm. a particle went through his brain and blew, blew, out, the, <laughs> blew out his asshole. You let us know. Um, and yeah. uh, Tay, why don't you let uh, the folks know at home how they can get in touch. Before I do that, who got in touch with us, Lo? Uh, a beautiful, lovely person named, I believe, Felicity. Is that correct? Sorry. <laughs> yes, Felicity. Let's yes. go with that. Let's go. Sorry, with it took me a second to pull it up. Uh, so Felicity wrote, "Hey y'all," and she put the apostrophe and y'all in the exact correct place, which, for reference, is right after the Y. Hey y'all. I'm a university student uh, from uh, currently studying in Edmonton in order to become a registered nurse. 
First off, I just wanted to say how much this podcast has brightened my days and introduced me to so many intelligent, smart, and kind people who have inspired the way I try to talk about health and provide care for my patients. As well, I love the way you use humor to discuss science and medicine in a way that removes all the awkwardness. I've always just wanted to write you guys a letter to show my appreciation, but never found the right time to do it. However, I am currently recovering from getting my wisdom teeth taken out, which reminded me of the podcast and why I'm writing this letter now. Do you guys think she loves Taylor Swift? I think probably. It's a a vibe for sure. Anywho, (laughs) I hope this letter finds you in a good place, and I wish y'all nothing but the best in life. Also, shout out to Bro Science, because I think it's freaking rad. Best of luck, Felicity. (laughs) Thank you, Felicity. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. And you know what? Um, if you have any, if you have any um, bro science that you want to throw our way, like really, we do want to hear it because, uh, like Felicity said, it's super rad. We love bro science. We love talking about how true it is and how it can't be denied. And um, we love that. So send it our way. You go to letters at sickboypodcast.com. And you know what else? We really prefer if you send your letters to us when you're high as fuck. So, um, you know, if you're getting a procedure done and you're on some type of like morphine drip or like you're on codeine or something like that because you're just you know recovering, yeah, save it for then. Write us your letters. Write it. Save it for then. If you got something to say, save it for then. That's when <laughs> that's when your true self really comes out and shines through. Letters at sickboypodcast.com. And if you want to be on the show and be a guest of ours, you can go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact. Fill out the guest form and uh, maybe we'll have you on the show. Heck yeah. And uh, if you want to pick up some super sweet Sick Boy merch, you can get that at shop.sickboypodcast.com. Jer, I saw you were rocking the uh, Sick Boy mug merch. there. Do you want to hold that up and give some of the YouTube folks uh, a quick sneak peek? There you go. There's yeah, a you can pick that up right on the store right now. Put your morning brown. How about those slutty sweaters that have been flying off the shelves? Right? Get them before they're sold out. They actually are flying off the shelves. Um, and, uh, before we wrap up, I just want to say a warm heartfelt thanks to the people who make this show happen. That would be Lauren Sankey, Taylor McGillivray, Jeremy Saunders, and me, and to our wonderful manager, Jeff Lonis. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, Donovan, the meerkat CPAP Morgan for the amazing sound design and Rich O'Coin for the theme music. We love you all. And we're thankful for the people listening too. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.